This is the Edumatch Podcast Network, bringing you amazing educators sharing their love of learning one show at a time. The Edumatch Podcast Network is proud to support this show and many others. Find out more at edumatchpn.com. The ideas and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely of the individual podcaster. Welcome to the Undercaffeinated Podcast, a weekly podcast for educators who don't have time to listen to a podcast, kind of like us. Each week we'll cover a different topic in education in just about five to ten minutes. Our goal is to share bite-sized chunks of professional development so you can join us, whether you're driving your kids around, preparing dinner, making copies during prep, or really doing just about anything. This is PD for real teachers who are real tired, coming to you from Nevada, Colorado, and Florida. Welcome to the Undercaffeinated Podcast, Episode 11. I, Erin, recently began listening to Kids Deserve It by Todd Nessaloni and Adam Walcom on Audible during my very long commute. (laughs) You do have a long commute. (laughs) I do. It's ridiculous. To and from work. So this morning, I was listening to Chapter 18, Never Stop. And that's how, like purposeful Adam is when he says it. So obviously Adam welcome narrated that particular chapter. And I'm going to be honest for the life of you. Like I can't give you any details because like I didn't read it. So I wasn't looking at the words and they weren't soaking up into my brain. Um, But at the end, the question that he asked really struck me. And so that's when I boxed Joel and was like, what about this for the podcast tonight? Um, It's under the under things to consider and tweet section. And what Adam asked was, what's a strategy that you use to keep going when you want to quit? And this question really struck me hard because how often do even the three of us say, like, maybe it's time to change or quit or whatever. And we don't. We just keep going. So what do we do? What do you do? Joel, what do you do? Gosh, I just think that is such a powerful question. I think especially for November, because how many of us feel that we're burning the candle at both ends? How many of of us have had colleagues quit mid-year? You're literally walking out on kids and Um, What never ceases to amaze me about teaching is you can have a year where it's absolutely fantastic and you feel on top of learning, parents are fantastic, and, you know, you're, you're looking at your data, you feel like a superhero. You feel like, oh my, this is what I'm meant to be. And then you have other years (laughs) where you drive home and you wonder, how do I even have a job? Am I even employable? And I think those school years are by far the toughest. So whether it's a really tough class or never ending expectations, or maybe feeling like you have absolutely no support and, you know, you think, how am I supposed to do this on your own? I I think that's when you need to ask yourself this question, you know, and it's so important. Um, And like what I think 
what teachers really need to do. And it's so hard is to change your mindset and just to understand, okay, this is not my superhero year. This is my experience building year. And it's a year to hone your craft and to get better and to ultimately be a reflectioner and try to figure out what it is you can learn from that year. Because here's the thing, as utterly as exhausting as it is, and maybe you're in the middle of it, or maybe you can relate, you know, maybe you're fortunate you haven't been there yet, but the experience will be invaluable when you move towards like a year where you do feel fantastic. My husband always says you have to have bad days to make the good ones feel so good. And it's so true, mm-hmm. you know, so with teaching, fortunately you have to so that those years you really do feel like a superhero and, you know, really just changing your mindset and thinking, okay, what am I supposed to learn from this year since, you know, it's not going the way that I want. I don't know. That's such a powerful thing because in the classroom we teach, you know, growth mindset that's been really popular um, over the last few years. And so Mm -hmm. adopting that for ourselves as educators um, is super important. And just seeing this question um, that you posed, Erin, just kind of made me think a little bit more because um, I think from parenting, almost becoming a parent, it has helped me to just, you know, realize that tomorrow's going to come. And sometimes, you know, (laughs) bedtime just needs to get here. And if I think about the classroom, it's like, you know, sometimes just it it needs to be bedtime for everybody. (laughs) And, you know, tomorrow's going to come and it's kind of like a fresh start. Um, But our to-do list is never going to end just like it never ends at home, just like it never ends as a parent. As a teacher, I feel like it never ends. There are always those tasks that um, seem to be overdue, whether it's a mental time frame that you have or a real one that was missed in an email. Um, I know I had one of those moments today where I missed something that was supposed to be done at the beginning of the year and it came to bite me a little bit today. Um, you know, but the beginning of the year is always going to be crazy. It's kind of like those seasons of life. We know that there are certain seasons, certain time periods that are going to be crazy and then it kind of calms down. Um, but we know beginning of the year is going to be chaos because it's the start of something new and it's setting everything up and it's making it this big grand, um, you know, entrance for our students because we want them to feel valued and excited for a new school year. And then conversely, the end of the year, packing everything away. Um, and then we know conferences require more planning. Joel, I know you're going into those this week. Um, mm-hmm. Testing periods, you know, trying to figure out how am I going to fit all of my lessons in in just shorter amount of time because we still have to teach all that content. Um, But in all of that, we know that bedtime is going to come, the weekend's going to come, whether it's for some rest and relaxation or just to get caught up, we're always going to have that kind of coming. Um, And then just refocusing ourselves to know that, and I don't think many educators get into this career for the paycheck necessarily. Um, I mean, I did. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe some people like the the two and a half months off. I mean, that's a perk. But, um, you know, we kind of, we get into this profession for similar reasons. Um, For me, I really, I always wanted to make a difference. I always do. I want to make a difference in a child's life. And um, I think that tonight's episode has really helped me to kind of focus on, on the why I entered this profession. So thank you for posing that question, Erin. Yeah, well, I thank Adam. Welcome, because it's not my question. <laughs> sure. 
Well, thank you for reading the book. <laughs> listening, listening. But yes, yeah, no, I'm grateful, very grateful that they wrote it. And it's a really, really good book. Um, and uh, there's, <laughs> it's not uncommon as I'm listening for me to like have tears streaming down my face because it's so powerful and it's just the stories that they tell and the questions that they ask really like they hit you in the heart and they punch you in the gut and they just all the feels you know and so when I heard this question then the tears started <laughs> and uh, and you guys can attest to this right <clears throat> my my strategy <laughs> when I'm ready to quit <laughs> is I start looking for jobs <laughs> And so, you know, I, I uh, you know, I liken it very much to retail therapy, online retail therapy, where you, you put the shoes and you put the skirt in the shopping cart and then you just leave it there. You don't actually hit like purchase. So I look for the jobs and I read the qualifications and I'm like, oh, I could do that. I could so do that. And then I just move on, um, you know, and, and so it's, it's. I know that this is when I'm getting to a point of frustration when I start looking for jobs out without the real genuine intention of leaving, um, you know, unless I decide to move to Florida. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, But, you know, I also, I also personally recognize that when I start to look for jobs often, it's because I'm feeling like I need a different challenge or I'm getting frustrated that the same challenges are coming at me and I can't fix it. I can't solve it. I can't meet it. And so then it, it feels like, okay, this is, uh, this is my, like, this is my breaking point. Maybe it's time to give up. Maybe it's time to choose something else. Um, and you know, there I did I did get to that point where I left the classroom and I left the classroom for that reason that it was just for lack of a better phrase like it just felt like too hard I was teaching fifth grade which is not the grade level for me like you two teach teacher have taught fifth grade I did it for (laughs) a year and I'm not going to go back to fifth grade like I'm a primary teacher all the way um you know, but during that time, I was learning Common Core. I was taking master's classes. Um, my administration was like, here's this. This is new. Here's this. This is new. Here's this. This is new. And I just, I couldn't, I felt like I couldn't even keep my head above water, let alone, like, I couldn't master anything, let alone feel comfortable in the fact that I could complete a task without having something else new thrown at me and so I was just like like that's this is it I'm I cried too much I looked for too many jobs I was like this is it I'm done I really am done and I I was fortunate enough to have the opportunity to take a position working with educational technology outside of the classroom and I was so grateful because I I did at that point I looked I looked at leaving the classroom and going into finance I even got my financial advisor to come in and sit with me and tell me like what his job entails because I was so desperate to get out of teaching. Um, but I'm so grateful that I didn't leave education. Um, and that, you know, 
I didn't actually apply for any of those jobs that I just, I, I took a different path in education where I felt like I found my niche and I feel like I felt my passion in working with adults, adult educators versus even primary kiddos, you know? Um, so for me, when I need to juggle that struggle, I just, I look for a job. That's, that's my advice, (laughs) but don't do anything. No, I, I think that's great. And I think, you know, we've just all had those moments where you just get in the car at the end of the day and you're like, this is just unbelievable. And, you know, for me, it's just, it's very like, you know, I'm not good at this. I need to find, I need to find another career. The kids would be better off if I, you know, they had somebody else. Like, it's just, it's a hard job and just, you know, just trying to figure out trying to teach me, I think is, is really powerful. Yeah. Well, I well think we could keep the ahead. conversation going because there's just so many different avenues that we could go mm. um, and in different directions with this, because I know education is just, it's, it's different even from when I got into it and I'm, I'm the, the baby of our. Yeah, you are. You are. <laughs> and, you know, just in, in the few years that I've been in education, it's, it's changed a lot. Um, and, and also looking at the different education choices that are available. I mean, I'm in a virtual school. When I was going to, you know, to get my bachelor's in education, I didn't know of such a thing. There was, you know, Catholic school, public school, um, homeschool. I'm sure there's more that are just are not popping in, but virtual school was not something I knew about. So a lot of different avenues that we could take, um, mm-hmm. question, but Aaron, thank you for listening on your nice long drive. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, like I said, like, it's just, it's such a good book. Um, Joel, have you read that one? You're, the, sh- you're our reader. I sure have. I love it's, it's fantastic. So Ashley, you put that on your list. <laughs> yes. One of these, uh, I, I want to say days, but I'm probably going to say years when I can't get back into, uh, <laughs> into reading. Well, oh, yeah. I know from everybody out there in social media world, uh, what is one strategy that you keep, um, that you use to keep you know, from making you run and quit. Uh, maybe you look for jobs. Maybe you know the next day is coming. <laughs> maybe your husband gives you uh, some words of wisdom because he's MVP. Um, <laughs> so let us know. Let us know what you think. And uh, we just want to let uh, thank everyone for joining us. If you like what you heard today and you want to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it, and that would help other educators find us too. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at undercaffeinated, and we would love to hear from you. Thank you. Thank you.